0: I was so broken when you did that. I was like, well, I give up on life. <laughs> well, that's the end to me. <laughs> I tried, America. I tried. Luke <laughs> wasn't coming with me. Listen, I'm not the first person
1: that he's failed. I surely <laughs> won't be the last.
0: <laughs> oh, that's God's honest. So how are you doing?
1: Um, Today was horrible, but it's... I yeah, had...
0: what, what, what
1: happened? <laughs> what was that, baby? <laughs> I just, like, so I can't get into specifics. But can't just a lot of can't things, imagine can't. why guy who's not allowed to say his last name, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things just built built on top of eat on top of each other. I just got really bitter. I'm just really like, what am I like? Should it be this hard? You know, yeah. and it just was a qu- and I just really like I was in prayer today and I was really upset. I came home and I I didn't like blow up on Aaron. I just like started to vent to Aaron. Yeah. And I, I got really heated Again, not towards her, just about things in general. And I was just like, I'm just angry. And uh, just talking to her really helped. She kind of, Aaron, Aaron does a very good job of talking. The, the thing that Aaron does that I really appreciate is for an extremely emotional extrovert as myself, all you want to hear is, no, that actually is really tough. And you're not wrong. And you just get it out. You know, that's why I really... That's why I think really the key to any good anyone who's in a management a position or position of leadership, you need a good secretary. You really, really do, and it doesn't have to be a woman. I'm I'm not trying to say that, but you need a person who you can talk things through. Especially if you're someone like me, who's um, your main thing is like you have to just talk things out. It's really important, I think just kind of see like what's going on here i need to process that out loud like i had that in idaho um uh, all of the secretaries that i had but especially the first one uh that i had she did her name is Jeannie bach Jeannie saved my life that first year yeah like in so many yeah in like so many ways she was my like i
0: um have we ever... I'm a principal. How did this happen? I'll help <laughs> <know>. you, dear. <laughs> I run things anyway. <laughs> Do you remember when I... Yeah,
1: seriously. Do you remember when I used to have people... When I first got there, you you, you had to, like, get through her to get to me, and I have everyone call the school just to see what that was like? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would send you guys just, like, a text message saying, hey, call this number and just ask to talk to me. <laughs> and they'd go, I have a Mr. Gormley
0: on the line. <laughs> you send him through are you sure he sounds like a tool (laughs) oh no (laughs) he is you're an excellent (laughs) judge of character
1: yeah no like no and she was she was i mean she totally like she was the perfect like any organization you need that she's um she's one of those linchpins that you just have to have yeah because she's going to keep everything up and running when because you know like you when you're in a job like that like you're bearing the weight of that place on your shoulders for as much as you try to delegate things. It's, you know, like you're the face. Yeah. And so you've got to take the all, like all you take all the good and all and all of the bad. And then honestly, like, I miss it. If there's anything that I miss. It's that not, not in like an eat disco way, just in a, it's so I love going just from like thing to thing, to thing, to thing, to thing, just all of the place. You really, <laughs> I know. Right. Um, <laughs> but you do need a person to kind of like help you through when like you're getting screamed at, By a person or, you don't understand the, the dynamics of what's going on. Have a person be able to explain that is invaluable. You need a a pepper pots. Yeah, no, exactly. You really do. And again, it's it's, in the past, it's traditionally been a woman. That's obviously not the case. And I don't want to stereotype at all, but um, it's super
0: helpful. So everyone needs a genie buck. And you don't have that at your new job. It's just you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. that's why you hate life a lot,
1: which is super dangerous
0: for me. It's it's
1: it's it's, it's a cross. I'll be very honest. It is a gigantic cross
0: that so you don't have an administrative assistant. No, well, I actually do have one,
1: but I um have I um have to share that person, and it's fine. But I I don't have anyone that I'm working with on a constant basis. Yeah, I gotcha. So it's just a lot of time alone, and uh, f- for me, that's very bad. And I, I tend to, uh, I don't do well at getting things out. Okay, because I I have to do it verbally. Like even like you know some people like say they've got to like work out. I've got to sit there, and I got to just talk to a wall.
0: So is that all I am to you in this podcast? Is that all I am to you a wall? <laughs> That's all this podcast is.
1: This podcast is thirty five years of just stuff coming out. <laughs>
0: I don't have a wall at work. I need you to be my wall. I'll be whatever you yeah. need me to be. But listen, let's be very
1: honest. This whole podcast audience is just—you're uh, all just genie Bach to me. So sorry.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, we got a show title. That was easy.
1: <laughs> I need to get a picture of her and use it for that. That'd be awesome. She's actually actually uh, tried to get. Oh, actually, I did get in talked her about this and then I never got back back to her uh but she understands it. um she gets me <laughs> she does yeah. she told like if we ever do get a point to where um uh you know as as things as things continue to grow we're gonna need that person I I I think and I've got her on standby for it so <laughs> she's ready to step in
0: well I'd love to help some ratty young boys with their podcast now, y'all talk about Jesus, right? Uh, y- yes, ma'am, we <laughs> I do. Know.
1: She'd be so mad at me. If she, if she, <laughs> she was so funny. She was like 24 and 25, and I was just like, yeah. So I'm kind of a like you might think that I'm like a mature 20-year-old because I'm in this job. I'm not. You're probably more mature than me. Let's be very clear here.
0: <laughs> I'm a broken, broken, broken man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Like she's seen me
1: get choked up. She's seen me freak out over a girl. She's seen me like get scared about it. like I mean anything that you've seen me do. Jeannie has like pretty much gone. Yep, yep.
0: That's uh, that's Luke. That's that's the principal of our school. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I.
1: Uh, I mean, her and her, her and her husband are just two of my favorite people in the in- entire world. I, I miss them. That's the hard part about when you bounce around. Yeah. Is you just you know just when you, you like it's it's not that I like lost all of those friends but it's just like not the same
0: you know and it just well, well I mean they don't there. return a phone calls so in a way you lost them
1: then there's that <laughs> so actually I do hear back um, uh, anytime there's like a huge Bengals loss they're always like
0: how you doing <laughs> <laughs> uh, see Luke I told you sports ball can unite us <laughs> uh, say a sports ball can unite us. <laughs> Oh, no, but, sick.
1: but I'm good.
0: I'm good, everyone. So sorry that it blew up on on Twitter. See, the funny thing is I wouldn't have known it because I've been I'm, – I'm just more or less off Twitter. And you wrote that, and then you just took a snippet of some guy uh, – Oh, a beautiful response. Yeah, just basically saying, hey, you basically brought me back into the faith. You have no idea the good you're doing. Thank you.
1: I love that. And I appreciate that. Yeah, that was really
0: cool. So thank you, sir. That I immediately really said it lot. to my wife. <laughs> See, honey, we are doing some good. And she's like, Wow, one conversion.
1: <laughs> when I when I was in like I averaged that a week when I was in in ministry. This is Rothkoff time. She lets her, <laughs> like like slam stuff.
0: And she's like, Mommy, stop. She's like, Rothkoff <laughs> <laughs> Rothkoffs bring the pain and the conversion. <laughs>
1: I could. I had this image of her like you are now con. You are now converted. She's like smashes a Budweiser on her forehead.
0: <laughs> Budweiser, very accurate. She is from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all Listen, about. She's one of my favorite people in the world to drink with. Then why did you call her a prostitute? I don't <laughs> understand that in the previous show. <laughs> Still trying to discern Listen, that one.
1: If we are anything to each other, um, we being are group of our,
0: um group of group of friends. It's terrible. <laughs> if I am but one thing to you, it is terrible. I'm a monster. <laughs> I actually
1: had a um had a really good friend of ours one time tell us that like she's like, "Yeah, um you guys can be kind of mean sometimes." I was like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Well, just to like each other and the rest of the world." I was like, "What?" Just because we have like a voice for everyone that we didn't uh, like from school and still talk about it sometimes doesn't mean that
0: we're terrible
1: (laughs) oh my gosh buckle up buckaroos we
0: have something awesome and i'm going to tell you about it right now the ultimate catholic comic. <laughs> the Ultimate Catholic Comic what, <laughs> is a collaboration with four artists. You know, Luke, the thing I love is a Kickstarter project that actually works. You hear in the news all of these Kickstarter projects that fail. This is a great one. The Ultimate Catholic P- Comic book kickstarted back in 2016. The book is printed four Catholic artists come together, and this is comic strips like your Sunday comic strip. This is great. They're really funny. My kids love them, I love them. Uh my wife thought it was hilarious. So much so that I've had to loan the book out to a woman at my church who's a cartoonist looking for inspiration because she's like how do i get in this whole catholic thing and i was like that's funny you say that here's this wonderful book of catholic comics so it's the ultimate catholic comic if you go to their page and you buy um at catholiccomicbook.com if you go to their page and purchase uh the book enter cf as the promo code and you will get 15 percent off that code will never expire that's ultimate catholic comic book uh thank you guys for sponsoring our show awesome awesome Four artists. Thank you. One hell of a good book. The Ultimate Catholic Comic
1: Book. And then what is the website again?
0: Uh, It's CatholicComicBook.com.
1: CatholicComicBook.com. Cool. Thank you, guys. I'm very excited about this. Um, Have I talked about what I wanted to do tonight or my terrible co-host?
0: Yeah, you have not. You didn't even tell me that you were ready to host the show, and (laughs) I'm waiting for you. (laughs) i was waiting for you except i sent you a text message asking are we gonna you know record today okay but then i didn't have my phone on me
1: because after i'm halfway through that one book and i decided to not have my phone on me so i can be totally attentive to you
0: oh that's awesome i'm playing minecraft
1: right now (laughs) see (laughs) uh you don't practice what you read um I would like, to, that's not true at all. I'm sorry. That was very harsh. Uh, we're going to do a bunch of, we're going to do um, some 10 minute topics. Although we don't call that anymore, right? We call them listener questions from our Patreon supporters. So this is from people who Whoa. gave Whoa. more than 30 or 50. Uh, it's both. Oh, there you go. So it's, so it's at you the gave 30 dollar 30 level. Or more. Yeah. is where it's is where it starts. So, I'm not going to name anyone's name just in case a few of these are personal and I don't want to like, you know, cause a rift or anything like that. So, we're not going to time it, but we'll do, we'll do our best to keep it under 10 minutes. How does that sound? Yeah, man. That sounds great. Okay. That sounds and great, if, man. And in true in true catching foxes um form if if like if it if um it leads to a really good rabbit hole, we're going to go down that hole. So, <laughs> you ready? I Actually, I put it in a Google Doc that I, I shared with you. Oh, look at you, man. It's in the Catchy Foxes. We have um, a Google Drive
0: folder, I believe, that we never use anymore. I, I mean, I one. posted a whole bunch of stuff in it. You didn't like any of my topics, so that's why we don't <laughs> use it anymore. But that's not... That's not either here. Uh, oh, the old here days go.
1: when we were gonna like read a bunch of stuff and be prepared to talk about
0: things. Yeah, screw, screw that. Um, here we go. Stick
1: that 2015. <laughs> oh, okay. I like it. Cool. Number one. How do we respond to quote unquote extremist Catholics, especially in? Especially in, in a family, family with non-believers. I had okay. a little bit of a block there. I apologize. Especially in a family with non-believers. How do we respond to quote-unquote extremists, Catholics, especially in a family with non-believers? Now, how do we mean extremist Catholics? Do so, we mean... I'm going to say ones who are like kind of like, um, here are the Medjugorje prophecies and just like hand them to you and you're like what the who the what and you don't know (laughs) okay or people who's okay so this person gave the example of um there's like a person like an like an uncle or I, I i don't know who who um really gets mad when the grandmother makes meat on a on a friday even if it's not lent okay so kind of thing where it's like um really adhering to like things that um post Vatican II it's like, hey, we don't this isn't like what you have to do anymore. Times have changed. But they still want to adhere to those things. Even, even like even if they're really good things. Okay. And and now I, 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 I I'm not saying people sorry, bleh, I'm not saying people who adhere to those are extreme, but it's when you try to force that on
0: others. Yeah, people with bad social skills trying to be super Catholic. Pretty much. Yeah. So this is how I'm going to interpret this question. Not how do we respond, but Michael, how have you responded in your own personal <laughs> life to extreme Catholics? So I'll, I'll tell you how I did it. So one day my wife gives birth to our first child and a particular person decided while taking me out for food after the first like 48 hours I was there without food because my wife's first pregnancy was crazy and we had a C-section at the last minute and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I hadn't eaten in a while and she takes me out to get some food and then proceeds to tell me that god's judgment hath reckoned upon new orleans with katrina and i said wait 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 she <gasps> what? said and i said so you're telling me you believe that because new orleans has some wild and crazy things going on in the french quarter and blah 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 that that god sent the hurricane to punish the wicked and she said 100% yes and I said, so this is all, so. if you want my answer, this is how you respond. You argue with them. So I spent, <laughs> I spent literally an hour and a half trying to tell them that no way, <laughs> shape, or form is it up to us to decide to say when a city hath become wicked enough that God is going to smite them. And I said, don't you think the poor and the innocent suffer more? And she goes, yes, the poor. The poor always suffer more than anyone else. And I'm like. <clears throat> How is it then that God hath punished the wicked when they're probably fine and it's the poor people that suffer? Do you really think do you really think that? So and then she told me, "Well, don't you think God causes hurricanes?" God can cause a hurricane. I was like, "Oh my goodness, here we go." So it was uh it was a long walk down secondary causality train if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I vaguely remember those terms. Um and then I went to the hospital room where my wife was recovering from major surgery. <laughs> she was like hour and a half, and especially let's go with like two hours for travel time. That's a little bit much. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, you know, I I think I I always tend to fall on the side of hearing people out, which isn't which, which is odd. If I really like you, I'll like you know. If I don't know you, I'll try to like hear you out. If I don't, I tend to like just tune you out and go, Lala, which is not good. It's, it's, but, um, so like we've got a buddy that is, uh, I doubt that he listens, but just in case I don't want to like really give hints as to who it is, but he's become a pretty big, uh, traditionalist. And, you know, I just, anytime that I'm around him, which it really, which honestly hasn't been as much as I would like, but that's just because of life, um, it just, I can see like, oh, wow, we have some pretty extreme views. Like, we have, we're have, we on, like, opposite sides of defense here. But I'm also, like, willing to hear him out. So I think I think it's good to, like, you know, just be, like, like why? Why are they that yeah. way? But, like, what do you do when it's, like, at a family
0: meal? Yeah, well, my thing is, for most of these people, it's less their Catholic faith and more their inability to be a, a decent human being. Like, to understand when... Like, for instance, yeah. this one woman told me, you know, converting, well, you know, the Roman Catholic Church rapes little boys. And it's like, oh, uh, oh my God. Like, you know, it's just one woman was converting. And it's like, really, mom, on Thanksgiving? Well, you should just know that. And she's like, yeah, I can read a newspaper. I understand. Okay? So it was, it, you know, it's stuff like that where you're just like, these people just don't know how to control themselves. And I would say that religion makes it harder only because, you know, quote, unquote, more is on the line than just. Than just a, um, you know, what, but I mean, you get this with politics. Everyone knows that, um, that's the running joke, right. With, you know, how do you survive Thanksgiving with your, so I, I I don't know, man, but I do, I do feel the pain because I have some very crazy people who seek me out to tell me, I mean, right now there was, uh, an individual who's like, uh, the prophecies are coming true and I know who, who the antichrist is. Like someone said that to me and I was like. Okay, well, what's the name of your therapist, Doctor Carlson? But that's not important. You're like, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's everything right now. And I don't, I don't put tradies in with the extremists. Would you say a Michael a Michael Voris is an extremist, or you mean like people who take pictures of the you know the foggy windshield and tell you how many angels they can see? Well. I would say they both are. So sorry, I, I, like the guy
1: that, or oh, the or girl that I was <laughs> talking about, he's not, like he's not like rude about it to people at all. So that's yeah. probably a bad example. But um, I would, I would put like Voris as an extremist because Voris is a dick.
0: Yeah. See, to me, this is like when I listen to Michael Voris, like there might be something that I could totally agree with and get behind. Oh, I see probably like eighty to ninety percent of what he says. Yeah, but he's a total. Like, total jerk. And uh, there's yeah. a, a woman at my church who is, like, a super fan of his. And uh, she would sit, copy me and the clergy and a whole bunch of people. Like, literally, it got to be about 40 or 50. It was, like, pretty much the whole pair of staff and some volunteers. And, like, you need to hear this truth. Now, this person, God bless her, like, my deacon was like, hey, man, you. this guy is a terrible person. There's no love here. There's not an ounce of love or respect it's just him being right. She's like, but he's telling the truth and it doesn't, you know, people need tough love. And it's like, it's it's not tough love when you're a jerk. It's just you being a jerk. And the fact that you can't tell the difference tells me a lot about you, right? Or well, you know, about Boris, at least.
1: Do you think I can cross into that? Because I just called him a dick, which I felt bad about immediately. <laughs> like, do you think I can be that?
0: Well, uh, I mean, I think, uh, Luke, if we live long enough, we all become the villain, right? So. That's true. Yeah, 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 that's true. I do, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people that think the same about me, but I don't, well, here's, no, no one thinks the same thing about me. People might not (laughs) like me for this, that, or the other reason, but I always let people, uh, you know, like, give them the benefit of the doubt, treat them like human beings, even if I disagree with them. Like, I was friends with a a Bernie Sanders supporter for crying out loud. Of course, of course, (laughs) I know what tolerance is. Now, I, it's just hard. It really is hard. So for me, I mean, like, honestly, how do you deal with them? Well, if you've got people who are chasing after you with prophecies, just tell them that sacred scripture uh, is the greatest of all prophecies. And if they don't know scripture, but they can cite what um, someone said to Lucia or what's going on with the, um, you know, what's going on in um, Medjugorje. Like, uh, okay, you just got to take a time out and say your priorities are wrong. You're chasing after private revelation when public revelation is better, it's here for us, and it, every word is anointed by God. Now, at the same time, listen, if, if it really is public revelation type of craziness, uh, if it's approved by the church, you you need to respect it as prophecy. So, so there's that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Public, public mm. revelation, private revelation, excuse me, is considered to be a form of prophecy. So you need to respect that prophetic gift. Father Father John Harden talked about that, and I thought that was a brilliant way to look at it. What's an example of that? Well, like like Fatima or something like that. Like it doesn't have to be prophetic in the sense of it's foretelling the future, but it's you know an oracle yeah. from God. So, well, I, I mean, I
1: I think also when you you look at when you look at good prophecy, it's about speaking truth to something to power. You know,
0: New yeah, York Times, I mean, like, man.
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, no, but like it really is. It's it's yeah. it's not unnecessarily about like it's it's not it, um, it's not a um Nostradamus thing where it's like and then you shall have a child with red hair, Emily. Oh no, like you know it's it's about um there's a band that all of all, like red haired um, listeners. I I apologize. Um, uh, <laughs> it's um it's just about like it's 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 you know, it it really is more about conviction like if you look if you look at I think it is it is pope uh pope Benedict's quotes on the last prophecy of uh all the Fatima stuff, like he's just kind of saying like it's calling us to Christ, like that's kind of the whole point, <laughs> like it's not this like and then you know it's just it's ultimately
0: about like that's what it is, man, I'm telling you sensationalism sells more books than holiness so. Everyone, everyone who's into the end times prophecy I used to, my family, we used to be like really big into that stuff. And I would, I just got so disillusioned and all this stuff. But I will say this, uh, arguing with people who are like this never works. They suffer from, you, you want to understand what it's like to argue with them. Read the first chapter of Orthodoxy from GK Chesterton who talks about, it's not the artist that goes mad. It's the the mathematician, right? These are the people who are crazy with a mathematical certainty of their craziness. You ever argue with a conspiracy theorist? Same thing. And so I just tell people, unless you want to work on your arguing skills, do not debate them. Do not argue with them. Now you can try my favorite strategy, which is to out crazy them by, or not out crazy them, but by like out out Catholicing them. And you can do this when, you know, like, oh, look at the, I had these people used to corner me all the time with their angels on their windshield, you know, like the foggy crap that gets on your windshield. you'd be like, I took a picture because look, as the sunlight hits it, all these angels are around my car. And I was like, listen, that very well could be angels, but what are you doing with that? Well, what do you mean? Mm. Like, like if, if God is sending angels to hover around your car and you can only know that they're there when you take a photograph of smudges on your windshield. How does that change the way you love Christ? <laughs> and if they can give me an answer to that, then Hey, I'll high five them. But uh, most of the time there, there is no answer. I think you're about to have been
1: college. That's it. That's a good point. You're welcome.
0: Next up. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, Cha-ching. Cha-ching. <laughs> Done. Oh, wait, wait. I just want to add like one thing too. Of course yeah. you do. Cause you, it's no also... longer kiss tober. <laughs> Damn straight. Um, there's also power in just ignoring it. Like yeah. don't, <laughs> Don't reward bad behavior with
0: your attention. Don't feed the trolls. You want to read a number two? Ooh, my favorite thing to do, a number two. Uh, If money wasn't an issue, what would catching foxes look like and why? I've got answers. Uh, You've you've got answers. I've got problems. Go for it. I've got
1: royalties. Okay, royalties. um, Okay, so a few things. One. I would really like to do more of our interviews in person. Nice. So that'd be us, like flying to wherever they wherever they were, be able to spend two hours or so just hanging out, have, like get to know them, have a chat. Because I do think um, diving into that book, we need to uh, we need to. Do we need to chat. I forget the name of the author who wrote it, but uh, Celeste Headley. That's right. That's a nice name, it Celeste really Headley. Is. Uh, I, I think there's just there's really like we've had some great chats over Skype, but I'd be willing to bet that we could have even better chats in person.
0: Okay, okay, I like that. So I think
1: I think it'd be really cool to be able to go to a space where we could like just like rent out an office because that's actually yeah. pretty easy to do now, and just go and hang out and just like maybe like have lunch at first and just have a chat with them. And mm-hmm. so to be able to do that in person, you know, I, I, my guess would be that it costs about a thousand dollars an interview, but that would be really, really cool. Yeah. I think it'd be re- like, so, uh, cause that's probably, that's one of the things that I always go back to is I wish we could do it in person cause I want to develop an actual relationship with, I, I want to have like a good, I mean, we do have great chats, but there's something about being in person that just makes it that much more real. Then yeah. you kind of see where we are coming from and stuff.
0: You know, it's hard for me to think very original thoughts right now. My answer to this question would be, I want what Joe Rogan has. (laughs) I want a very cool studio, and I want Luke to work there. I maybe want a producer to be there um, and an editor and someone that does graphic design. And that we just have a team that cranks out this stuff. We can interview people. We can fly the guests in, we can do our own shows, you know, kind of like keep the themes going. But, um, I would really, really, really love to be able to batch record a bunch of these. And, you know, some of the ones that we just talk about themes rather than things going on in the world mm-hmm. that are more evergreen. And so that way, um, yeah, I just think, I think we could go deeper more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I would like to do
1: probably if we could, to well it, i mean we'll see how this goes but i think there really is something to us hearing our audience's story yeah that i'm very it's why i'm really pumped to do more of these live podcasts slash like uh, slash like meetups and stuff cuz i think there's there is this idea that they know so much about us but we don't really know as much Absolutely. about them and to, i think if we can time to get to know them yeah yeah you know and if we could somehow find a way maybe if it's just like even if it's um once a month, you know, we just go to a city, we do like a live show or we do a meetup or just like something where we're be able to hang out with people that would be great. I would also like to, um, actually the guys over at bad Christian have this, I'd like to have like a really strong internet line, um, at both of our spots where we are, where we are able to record and have like a, you know, 32 inch TV we're able just like, uh, to like we're able, um to have like video while we chat because i i think like we've got it down we have a very good r- rapport but it's always fun when we're able to like see the
0: other yeah but you know so yeah for those of you um, who listen we we yeah. never put the video chat on we tried today when we last night when we recorded our uh bonus episode thank you to the 1300 people that have already downloaded it which is pretty incredible um oh wow yeah that's cool i just checked um because i'm obsessed and uh we started with video chat. It just kept crapping out. And I was like, oh, no. So I, I think also like
1: last thing that I would add to this is I think um, I'd also like to because like really if, if you get to the heart of what we're trying to do here. And, and, and this is, you know, this took I think about 100 episodes, honestly, to get to this point. Yeah. This is about like how is God working in our lives in concrete ways? How is God impacting the, the, the reality of our lives? Not just the, these ideas or a beliefs that we have, but our concrete day-to-day existence. And, and I think the response to that has been very cool, especially amongst, amongst people who work in church leadership. And so I would like to be able to really, I hate to use the word uh, consultant, but if we could do a thing where like twice a year we're doing a retreat with people who are in church leadership jobs, whether it be at schools or at parishes or at, you know, archdiocese or at diocese or careers or like wherever Um, one, do either do like two retreats per um, two retreats in a, in a year and then some type of like, Hey, how can we help you? Like, how I don't know. Like what, like, uh, cause I think we have a lot of gifts. We have like a lot of experience. Like how can we kind of give back in, in a way where it's not, um, very expensive where it is realistic for those for us to like really get like side by side with <laughs> Luke,
0: those people. Luke, you are <laughs> clearly coming up with this as you are talking. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but like something. See, you <laughs> want a, something... A, a retreat slash training thing, workshop, something like that. No, well, because I've—I mean, I've talked about this before with
1: other Catholic apostles. Not going to name any names, but uh, I really want to. But they were kind of open to it. Um, I just there's and I—I experienced this 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 past year, and it was incredible. There's just something about when you get a small group of of people together who have who have a who have a job where there's not a lot of other people around them with the same kind of job that they have and we, and we and were able to bring them together from different parts of the country to talk to like pray hang out and to and to
0: grow there's power in that yeah so that's all uh, sounds like a recipe for snoozeville am i right am i right
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I'm i was just kidding
0: that. No, and yeah, so okay. I, I want a studio. I want Luke to be down here or, you know, we could be somewhere. Um, I want, I, I would love to fly guests, guests in. I would love to have stuff like that. And I'd love to have maybe a three or four person crew. And before we get that three or four person crew, I understand that we could farm out some of that labor, which would be yeah. cool if I trusted anyone. And I don't. See, so. I would rather fly out to our guests. I think that'd be more fun. Yeah. Studio, Luke. Studio. <laughs> I know. I get. Then it. Then we control it. all the variables. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. All right.
1: Number three: How to engage apathetic young adults?
0: Alcohol. Next question. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> the um, church no. has literally come up with no other answers.
1: No, but I actually I think that's right. Like you <laughs> just you do it by being a normal person and and hanging out with them, and probably the most common thing
0: that people do right now is drink. Hey, so, uh, would you like to drink my artisanal, handcrafted uh, craft beer and talk about Magicoria? No. Well, see, that, <laughs> that's what you don't do. <laughs> you just go,
1: hey, don't the Bengals, aren't, aren't they like awful? And you're like, damn straight. Can't wait for, F's for um, FCC to start and talk about. Like, you just... Um, <laughs> You find people that you, like. R- r- this is where I think it's important to like just stick to who's who's around you and just be like a normal person and talk to them, and it'll happen. What'll happen? The
0: power of witness, my friend. Good. Do like, you like, do you feel like you talk to a lot of apathetic young adults? Um.
1: Well, okay. In my real life, yes. In my only, in my like ministry life? No. Right, because so,
0: in your ministry life, it's self-selecting. People come to your events because they yeah. already have some measure of Catholicism. hmm So that's what I, you know, we talk about this stuff. I mean, uh, I, you know, how I would answer this question is, how do you talk about apath- this stuff with apathetic old people? Like, if you're apathetic, <laughs> you don't care. So you have to figure out what would make them care. And what would make them care is not a sales trick. Right, You can't sit there with people and be like, listen, I'm going to give you a deal that's out of this world. Literally, when you die, the retirement plan is in heaven. This is a, you know, like it, There is too much phoniness wrapped around, I have this eight-part method that's going to bring someone into the church. That doesn't actually exist. What happens is human beings interact with other human beings in very, very powerful ways, i.e. a relationship when people see that they love you or that you love them and that they can trust you, wouldn't you know it, they become open to this stuff. So mm-hmm. you like you said, you have to care about what the people care about. If you don't care about what they care about, then why are they going to listen to you? But a lot of times we really, really care. The people who are like us, we care about things like theology and Hansus von Balthasar and things like that. And so that becomes the hard part. So, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. The thing is to care about. To create space for conversations about sports ball and any other mm-hmm. human endeavor that's the pre-evangelization but have you have you read Sherry Woodell's forming intentional disciples have you read uh,
1: it I've skimmed it
0: god i hate you so
1: much right now i get the gist of it <laughs> i no like, i like it no I mean, listen i, <laughs> I
0: mean, no. i've I, i've read it. i haven't like you know you haven't done deep dive the sherry Waddell has this thing that she got from someone else but i think she executes it really well within a catholic context of the thresholds right our buddy Tony is doing the threshold podcast, which all revolves around having these threshold conversations. And the first three are passive stages. Uh, I don't trust you. right. You, I have to overcome that level of lack of trust, trust, uh, openness, or curiosity and openness. And this notion is, why would I give my life to Christ? I don't care about any of this stuff. Well, then what does it take to awaken them? A teenager in, or a apathetic young adult in Texas is going to be different than one in Seattle. I know this because I've done ministry in both places And it's a totally different thing. So in Texas, I can draw on the sin and salvation story. But in Seattle, where they kind of don't believe in personal sin, that'll immediately shut them down. And so part of my thing is, okay, then I talk about corporate sin and social sin. And that enables them to be like, oh, yeah, man, screw the man, right? And then Mm -hmm. be like, okay, well, let's go from there. What are we going to talk about? So you have to understand the people. You have to have relationships with the people. I know everyone wants a shortcut around this. But people actually are the only thing that matters. And if we don't have relationships with them, why would they want to convert? Well, like, that's what um, um,
1: St. Paul does, right? Like, he understands the culture and he speaks to it. Yeah. Now, I think what St. Paul kind of had that we don't have, for the most part, I I could be wrong. This This is kind of a leap, is that he's speaking to cultures that for the most part have some sort of openness to the idea of God. Oh, yeah, and, very true. Very true. And I, I think within our, I really think within our culture, we actually kind of don't have, it. like we are post yeah. the death of God in terms of uh, the West hundred percent. I think. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. And, s- and so I think really what has to come before that is empathy the ability to hear like you know again you go back to a, a don't let a story replace a label or whatever uh sorry
0: let a story re- yeah i don't know uh, never a yeah, yeah yeah the, the great quote, that quote. Use. great yeah. quote that's going to be part of our drinking game um never accept a label in the place of a story no
1: no no but but like she's absolutely right yeah. um how like what, like in this one reason why people are so apathetic is because they think that people don't give a crap about them because most people don't.
0: Yeah. So it, it, this is the great tool of evangelization that Christians do not understand. We can actually be the people who give a crap about people. Like, like guys, that's the secret sauce. People feel abandoned, alone, and rejected. We can be the one group of people who doesn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. That'll be enough. That'll be enough to draw people to Christ. Yeah.
1: I I really think honestly if you work if if this is on your heart read Evangelization in the Modern World by Pope Paul um VI. Yeah. I think it's like I just keep going back to the idea where we don't need what we need is witnesses. That's who modern man listens to. Yeah.
0: And I you know? I 100% believe that not because that's what I was taught but I see it all the time. Like I mm-hmm. there's a particular individual who never in a million years would take Christ seriously unless people who take Christ seriously took him seriously. When I do prison ministry, I work with the roughest people in the state of Texas, which I think is saying something. And these people say things like no one. I've never had the love of a man in my life until you strangers came and loved me. Like, what does that say? I, you know, you don't, you see atheists lining up maybe to teach a basic skills class you know, we literally line up to love them with the love of Jesus Christ. That is our mm-hmm. mission. And mm-hmm. I, I, to me, I'm like, I, I, you know, atheists can talk to their blue in the face that Christians are evil and, you know, we're the God is not good, blah, blah, blah. And I'll go to a prison, wait for the atheist groups to show up. Now, there are plenty of atheists in prison. Do not get me wrong. But they aren't there doing ministry. Like they aren't there literally saying to their own families, I'm leaving you this weekend to spend time with inmates so that they know that they are not forgotten. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, you'll find crackpots in the Christian church who don't care about this stuff. And I literally got in an argument with a woman at a church who said, oh, it's great that you go there because I was telling them, like, how I talk about forgiveness and evangelization. Mm -hmm. And she said, but I'll, I'll never forgive them for the horrible things they've done. I was like, they didn't do anything to you. And then she's like, no, I know, but I just can never forgive them. And I'm like, wait, what? So I, I told her I was like, listen, lady, you're literally going to go to hell for having this attitude like you can't forget, you can't say like ah these people are are too far gone for being saved i'm just going to hate them and she's like, well i just yeah. I just can't I was like, okay just just letting you know you're rejecting the gospel
1: <laughs> like f y i everything yeah. that we we uh, believe you're saying mm, I'd rather not
0: yeah, now I can understand if this woman had a personal dealing, you know, was, you know, injured by a a criminal, but she wasn't, which it came up in the conversation. She wasn't, had nothing to do with that or a loved one. It was just, she was like, this is awful. The things they've done are awful, which I, you know, totally acknowledge. But man, I'm telling you, you guys want to win over people, be with people where the people are at. That's it. Well, I mean, really, honestly, um, I'm going to get
1: all Han von Balthasar. This is the answer to our existence is to be a person. Like, to truly be a person and to say, like, what is a person? This is And to, like, really enter into that and to understand and to experience that. Like, you don't even have the, it's because of the Catholic Church, it's because of, It's because of that, we even have the, like, notion of personhood or the, yeah. even like, word person. Yeah. You know, so it it's not this, um, that's why I get so mad. It's like 10 steps to convert your dad. It's like, just say, hey, dad, how was the game? Let's talk. I love you. Thanks for doing this thing you did when I was eight. That had to be like, you know, like tell your parents if your parents don't believe, say that stuff that you did when like you know, like I was a kid. That had to be like that had to be hard. If Thank I... you for doing that, and like mean it. Like write your dad a letter, write your mom a letter. Like the greatest thing I ever did for my dad. God damn it, I've been drinking. Was um, I tied his shoes like right before he died. Yeah, I remember you sharing that. Like, he couldn't, like, put on his shoes, so I just, like, tied his shoes. And for me, it was I, – I remember having this all, like, this is the last thing that I do for him. I want it to be this. The yeah. most, like, simple thing that a, that a person could possibly – he just couldn't bend down and tie his shoes. And to me, that's, like – I remember being so – it sounds weird – so honored that I was able to do that for him.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. You know,
1: and, like, th- that's – I don't know. Like, more that –
0: Less BuzzFeed stuff. (laughs) And and I'm going to tell you, uh, you want to shake up apathetic young adults. They care more about doing and belonging than they do about truth. They do. They want my truth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not every one of them. I will say that unless you're willing to do things with your faith, uh, because millennials are nothing if not activists, even if they're only activists with a hashtag that is still important to them. And to see a church that cares like the constant criticism is he cares more about the private sexual lives than it does, you know, social justice or this or that. I think Christians should, uh, and it's, it's really easy to say that. It's a cheap point to say like, well, Christian should be leading the charge when in fact it's all the stuff like, but what about the policy? The policies are the hard part. Um, and I don't have any easy answers, but they want to, there there's a reason why every damn internet company doesn't have a buy one get one free it's buy one donate one right like there's a reason why they know that those marketing things actually work for people who who care about this stuff right Mm -hmm. you can get warby parker lenses and they will ship a free pair to a poor person in a different country and people like that and yet the church is so (laughs) slow to do stuff like that i just never mind i'm done are you ready? Slow for to anger, next one? rich in compassion. Rich. <laughs> the Lord is kind and merciful. Spirit of God. Okay. Uh, okay, let me let me do this. Are you excited for Black Panther Why or why not? My answer, yes. Why? Because <clears throat> I think this is an awesome and totally new chapter to actually go into Wakanda from Wakanda's eyes and see it. I know. I think they're gonna do so many cool stuff. That we haven't seen before, and then we're going to leave Wakanda and go through, like, New York City or whatever all the scenes from the trailers are. Here's the reason why I'm not excited about it. Uh, The Black Panther could not have been more terribly set up for a movie. I mean, obviously, you know, he's the title character. He's not going to die. But who knows? Maybe he does die. You don't know. There's a deal. There's no mystery. (laughs) You're just mad. You're just mad because you know that it, like, resolves. Because they show the trailer... For Infinity Wars with him, right? The same. I mean, come on, let your movies breathe, Marvel. This nah. movie doesn't have any opportunity to breathe. And I know it's like, well, it's an origin story. We've already met the character, so there's not a lot of thing. We just want to get really and show you what Wakanda's all about. And how, you know, the you know, Michonne from uh from uh, The Walking Dead is she just looks like an amazing badass in the movie. But you have all this stuff. I'm great. I'm super excited. For the movie, I am, especially with the characters or the the actors, like Andy Serkis on top of of everyone else. Awesome. But that's my only gripe. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. And
1: I know now here's what's what really stinks about this is I'm going to contradict as we I'm going to contradict myself as we get excited for Infinity War. What's more important isn't how the story plays out. But what's the message of the story? What's the moral of the story? And we've completely lost sight of that as a culture. So I'm more excited to see what's the story they're going to tell than how does the story they tell resolve. (sighs) Oh, and also two words, Kendrick Lamar.
0: We own yeah. I freaking love that guy. I don't know if I I love Kendrick Lamar. I definitely know a lot of people who do. I just, I don't know. I don't know. He certainly has a a fascinating way of rapping. Yeah. And well, and he also, I mean, he, I mean,
1: okay, just let's call a spade a spade. As an older, as a Gen Y or, you know, a millennial white male from the suburbs, um, I don't really know what he's talking about when, when I first hear it. And it's actually been Aaron who's really like dived into his lyrics. And and what they mean, fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just so deep, extremely subtle. That a lot of like his like references to like other things and how deep that goes with like how all this stuff connects is like George R. R. Martin type of deep. Hmm. Like it's it's pretty like layered and it's very well thought out. And I just think his songs are great. So I'm very I'm, and I mean Will I'm he very. Too
0: not release i know right
1: (laughs) holy guys i'm
0: promising you an album for years
1: (laughs) holy i know he's he's, he does like one a year it's insane george r martin released the damn book
0: oh my gosh
1: i get it i want to like respect this man and and and, like his vision but oh my gosh um anyway it's the whole other thing um i'm also very pumped to have um to have like a marvel uh, to have a to like have a superhero movie at like so, this is the fastest pre like pre selling pre selling MCU film
0: yet. Oh man, that sucks because I didn't get my tickets. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, right? Um, and I'm very pumped that this is a, that this is that this is a Marvel film that has an African American tone to it. Which I I I, I hope that I hope that's the right way to say that. I'm really trying to be like delicate with all this, but they've really gone out of they're out of their way to bring that voice into the film. So like who wrote it, who directed it, who they, who they have in the the cast. And I think as you try to go about to bring about um, a racial justice in our country, yes, inclusion is important, but what's even more important is empowerment. So like having a movie that's completely told with that voice or those kinds of voices with from all for like for like for like as like nuanced as they are I am so excited about that. Yeah man, that's everyone sad.
0: every culture needs their heroes. I mean come on, we should... <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's well overdue to have a movie where it's not just about a black hero, right? But it is almost entirely black. Like that mm-hmm. – I'll, I'll never forget a woman who was saying that she hated going to Catholic school her whole life, hated the uniforms, hated all this stuff. And she said, until I looked back and realized that it was absolutely normal in my Catholic school to have women run student government, women run everything, because it was an all-girls Catholic school. And she and – in the area of country, they did not have any all-girls or all-boys public schools. So – for her, it was utterly normal to have women in powerful positions. So when she decided to start her own company after college, she didn't think twice about it. And yet, people who didn't have a similar experience were like, "Are you sure you should do that? Like, uh, you know, is that more like a man's thing? What if you want to have a kid and blah blah blah?" Mm-hmm. So this whole thing I thought was so fascinating. Now, so there, there totally is a, um, yeah, there, there is a need to, for every culture. To have their heroes, even if it's something stupid like Marvel, like, come on. But it's not stupid because this is the zeitgeist of, of right now. Like, these exactly. Marvel movies are a big deal in America. And the fact that his freaking name is Black Panther, you know, it's like, okay, Marvel, you co-opted something there a long time ago uh, in the 70s. You totally co-opted something. But at the same time, it's just going to be good fun and people are, uh, yeah, I think it's great. But I love, I love Black Panther. I think Black Panther's character is awesome in the mm-hmm. comic books. I've always liked Black Panther's character, and so I'm happy to see, uh, irregardless, and I said the word irregardless, of everything else, I just really want to see a good character. And the actor is phenomenal. I mean, he played James Brown. Um, he, uh, the, the surrounding cast, awesome. So this is going mm-hmm. to be a good movie. These are good actors. The CGI from the previews does not look crappy. And so uh except for that one car scene where he just run around. It looks kinda silly. But yeah. I'll still get into it. I'll buy a large popcorn and watch this crap. I'm down, man. I am down. I'm excited. But then
1: guess guess what happens? He a- dies. After that. No no no. After we have watched that, there's nothing else
0: but until Infinity it.
1: War. Oh man. Oh, I need that. I need that in my life so badly.
0: Do you feel like Infinity War is going to fill the gap that uh, Star Wars has left in your heart? Because um, you saw Star Wars a third time and came away with it being like, eh. Yeah, it was also just a bad experience at the movie
1: theater. But I, I think what it's going to do is, <laughs> there were, I was so pumped for two thousand and eight eighteen, and this is all I got. so i'm going live
0: catching foxes event
1: and (laughs) infinity wars and infinity wars and i'm like well uh, so i you know i'm full (laughs) on like media blackout right now so i have not looked at anything so i am uh it's a little bit weird because i was so obsessed with all this stuff i was like on the subreddits every day (laughs) so i haven't been to our marvel studios in a long time
0: nice all right, bye everyone. You can find Luke at the Luke V, you can find me at uh Evangelist. But I'd rather you go to catchingfoxes.fm. If you want to join the conversation, head on over to Facebook.com slash catching foxes. If you like this show, please do us a favor. And rate us. Give us five stars if we deserve it. If you want to give us three stars or less, uh, go do something else. Go put that on the crunch. Uh, so go to iTunes and write a review. It's very cumbersome in order to do it, but it's worth it. Uh, lastly, lastly, anything else we need to push? Uh, if you want to get an extra podcast a week, except for this week,
1: sorry, everyone, uh, patreon.com slash CF. Uh, anyone who gives $10 or, um, or more it's a free bonus episode sorry about the one for this week got kind of
0: crazy yeah wow, well I released
1: to screw things up yeah
0: and I released a bonus episode for everyone
1: that's true that's that's true
0: okay love you guys bye bye